DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that ass up. The Breakfast Club is on. Right. I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, The Breakfast Club is where people get their information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Good morning. Good morning. To you. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I am blessed, black, and highly favored. What's happening, mm. man? Happy to be alive. Happy to be here. Life is good. Uh, life is good. Can't complain. Now, shout to uh, Ladoon. We know Ladoon. He does the, the clothing line, uh, My God versus My Enemies. Okay. He's yeah. also an actor. Yeah, he's an actor. He's been in power. He's been in a couple of uh, sitcoms and movies. And le- yesterday was his birthday, so he had a little shindig out in Jersey, so I swung by oh, there. Oh, a so shindig. A little shindig. Okay. It wasn't a party. Happy born, it was, it was like a little shindig, a little get together. Everybody just, you know, celebrating his life and showing him a lot of love. So happy birthday, Lou. Ladoon's a good guy. Yes, he Ladoon is. All, he, he always pulls up to uh, my TV show, The God's Honest Truth. He yeah. always comes to the, the tapings mm-hmm. quite often. Well, yesterday yeah. I went comes to go see um, Ida Rodriguez. She was at Dumbo House doing a talk because her special's out on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. I have this, um, Dumbo House is part of this thing called Soho House for people who don't know about it. It's like some, um, you have to pay an annual fee to be able to go to the different Soho houses and they have these different events there. So she was talking there to promote her special. Yeah, they just don't let anybody there. They de- they decline a bunch of celebrities. It's for, for people that are well off or, or no people. You, no, you, no, that's not really what it's for. Oh. Uh, it's actually, they don't like you. To, first of all, when you go there, they tell you they don't like people to wear suits there. They want you to come like super so casual. They don't want it to be like a stockbroker's thing. And they give uh. discounts to people under a certain age, too, so that they want to make it more like a fun, art, artistic, creative type of environment. Y'all so rich. I'm just happy to have a Costco cart. Okay, that's yeah. all. Yeah, I ain't paying for that. And, and for people uh, who don't know who Ida Rodriguez is, she'll be here this morning. Yes, comedian. She'll be joining us. She mm-hmm. has a special out right now, so we'll kick it with her. If you saw uh, Tiffany Haddish's um, Day Ready special, I- Ida was on the Day Ready special as well. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm going to do this week? And I'm going to try to see if I can get a Sam's Club card. You, you don't have a Sam's Why Club card? Why would you have to see if you can get one? You can go online right now and do it. No, when I was in college, I allegedly stole out of there. and uh, Definitely they, stole out of they there. They banned me. So I wanted What'd you to steal? steal out of Sam's? Huh? How you steal out of Sam's? What did you steal? Uh, Everything in, comes in bulk in Sam's. The DVD players back in the day. Oh. How did you, would you put it under your jacket? No, 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 no. <laughs> Just quickly. So what we would do, we, we'd go on Sundays and we'd dress up and act like we're coming from church. Me and my friend, little Sean, y'all know little Sean. And we would go there with the shopping cart and we'd load it up with DVD players and then we'd just roll right out. Yeah, I don't know if I would even trust that in Sam's. I feel like you'll just get tackled in Sam's. And Sam's got them metal detectors that don't play at all. That was before that. So, you, so clearly you didn't get away with it. No. Exactly. Ain't no stealing out of Sam's. It's really slick. Let me just take say. this DVD player nah, and walk out. It, it ain't, no getting out of, ain't no stealing out of Sam's. Ain't no stealing out of Costco. I don't think it, I, I mean, if somebody has ever accomplished those goals, 
Good for you. I don't think it's possible. Somebody you, told me that's why I got You caught. know, in certain stores, they're not allowed to stop you if you steal. I found this out. So people will just walk in, take stuff, and the people that work there just can't do anything. Oh, no. This was back in the day in yeah. Virginia. They would have tackled they me. They're not allowed They would have tackled me in college. Yeah. Cost, tackled in Costco or Sam's. Yeah. I really feel that way. They're not playing about Costco or Sam's. Yeah, I'm a, well, yeah. Well, I'm good at Costco. I just ain't try Sam's Club. Have your wife do it. Have your wife steal? No, get no, a card. Get a card, oh, you idiot. You What's wrong one? with you, man? Like, what? All right, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, since you're talking about stealing, let's talk about what's going to be even more expensive. As you can see, prices are going up, and we'll talk about uh, certain options that were used to being cheap that are now about to get even more expensive. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with things that are about to be more expensive in the grocery stores. And they said even hot dogs, burgers, and deli meats are about to get more expensive. Now, a lot of things have gone up. Higher-end meat cuts like steak, veal, pork chops. Those prices have surged over the past year. But things like ground beef and lunch meat haven't gone up too much. Hot dogs actually cost less than they were at the same time last year. But now they're saying all those prices are about to go up. Well, inflation is real. Mm -hmm. Inflation is real. I'm no financial expert, but I was always told uh, inflation is the sign of a healthy economy. And this usually happens after, like, you know, there's, there's, there's a there's a downturn. Yeah, like, at, like after a global pandemic, because this is like economic recovery is what they call but it. But the right? problem is uh, people making more money to, 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 to pay for that stuff. Like, you look at gas prices shooting up and all these, but are people making more money? I don't think so. I don't know if they're making more money, but I know people are more willing to spend when they, when they, when they have more money. So I guess because of... Oh, that's probably all all gone now. But all those mm-hmm. PPPs and I think that's done <laughs> unemployment. Mm-hmm. People had a lot of bread, and corporations just, raise prices when people are buying more. It's just hard to also have to pass the those uh, prices to the customers. Like I know in the juice bar, the price of everything has gone up. It's impossible to even get shipments of cups. We used to get boxes of cups in, and now they only let you order one at a time, one box. So we're always low on cups, and then the cost has gone up tremendously. And then it's hard because then you have to tell customers, well, now we got to raise the price on this because it's costing us so much more so and i'm noticing things are, are locked up now more in cvs and walgreens like i don't ever remember deodorant being locked up like it is now and like, i see a lot of shelves empty like, like certain things that you used to try to buy and mm-hmm. you go in the store and you're like where's all the products mm-hmm. all right now congress has a new requirement for automakers they want you to find a high-tech way to stop people from drunk driving So it's one of the mandates that they have aimed at improving auto safety because there's been a lot of fatalities on the road. Mm -hmm. It's part of that $1 trillion infrastructure package that Joe Biden is expected to sign soon. So they said monitoring systems to stop intoxicated drivers would roll out in all new vehicles. This is going to happen as early as 2026. I'm not mad at that. I don't know how that's going to work. Remember when they used to, they had that seatbelt thing at one time where the seatbelt automatically came down. On you, you know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, the, it was a uh, thing with the seatbelt. I tell you, you it does work though when it thing. starts beeping nonstop, and you like put your seatbelt on. Cause yeah, but that, that works. I know in some cars they have the thing where you have to actually blow into the device before you can start the car. Right. You know what I think is stupid? You know, mm-hmm. um, the the brother who, you know, killed the young lady that played for the Raiders. What was his name? Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. Yeah. His car was going 156 miles per hour. Right. Mm-hmm. Why should a car go 156 miles per hour? Why should a regular car that you drive in the street go 156 miles per hour. Why? The speed limits most places are 70, 80 miles per hour. Why would you have a car 
that, that could go 100. That, that goes that fast. Why would you have a car that goes over the speed limit? Well, period? A, lot of, a lot of people track those cars, those those sports cars. A lot of people track them. So I don't even put, know what you mean when you say track. Well, they put them on the track and they go around the track like race car drivers. You can you're allowed to buy cars to go on the track. Like a lot of people got buy those high performance cars to go on the track. But it feels to me like automatic weapons, right? Like I'm not like when you the big joints like the AK 47s mm-hmm. and the choppers. It's like why make those for sale for regular everyday people? Right. Well, currently, uh, convicted drunk drivers have to use breathalyzer devices that are attached to an ignition interlock. They blow into the tube. It disables the vehicle if their level is too high. But the legislation doesn't specify what technology. It just has to pass the performance of a driver of a motor vehicle to accurately identify whether that driver may be impaired. Mm. I think that's a positive thing. I think so. All right. Well, that is your front page news. A little annoying, but it's definitely safe for everybody. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. Since people, since their Ubers don't work for whatever reason, yeah. and they lifts and whatever else, like rides, so many ride shares out here now, it's like kind of crazy to get caught drunk driving. Yeah, yeah just, one poor decision can affect your life, people's lives that you don't even know, people mm-hmm. around you, people in the car with you. So yeah, I just would see it having a problem. Like you're blowing it, it wouldn't start. You would not drunk. Like I just see it having a problem. But I think it would. I think it would definitely help with a lot of people. Because you're used to when you blow it, it starts right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad morning, a bad night. Maybe your coworker's being annoying so early in the morning. Whatever what it may be. What are you talking about? Power 1051. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. This is Cassandra from New Jersey. Hey, Cassandra. Hey, Hi. I want to talk about the missing girl from East Orange. Yeah, I heard it this oh, morning. God, I, yes. I heard that she went to the store and they believe she was possibly kidnapped. Yeah, she went to the store, but what I'm not understanding is why did it take East Orange Police and, and my good friend, and Ted, we had Ted Green is my good friend, why did it take them almost two weeks to really put out information about the young lady being missing? And then from my understanding, talking with activist Donna Jackson, um, there was no, police put out something called a fob or something like that to notify other police departments that you know, somebody is missing. None of that took place. So FBI was informed. We was out looking for her last night in another city, another town rather. And when the police officer arrived, he had no idea what we were talking about because he didn't, he didn't get to the mix of our either. Now we're going on almost a month. Wow. Yeah. She's been and missing so since we, October 14th. That's, that's crazy. Hard. How old is she? 14. She's 14. Wow. So why didn't we not put that information out for so long? You're right. And so for Amber Alert, is Amber Alert only for that they miss it in a car? I think Amber is only for car because I think they look for car, but I'm not 100% sure. But you're they right, the that, information should have been out. Yeah, that information should have been out a long okay. time ago. I just heard it this morning for the first time. I'm just hearing about it right, right. now. That's right, Nikki. That's, 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 how did you just hear it? And you know you guys know everything. How did you guys, how did you just hear about her? So uh, yeah, you're right. And I live in Jersey. That's I saw it on the thing. news this morning because of the yeah, um, reward money that they have um, for... Right, because of the reward money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So today, our Essex County Prosecutor Office is probably going to do a press conference and probably announce more money. So, you know, now people are getting involved because the money is involved. But how did you guys and other people just now know about this 14-year-old girl business? You're right. I'm, ju- I'm just hearing about it because of you. What's her name? Jashaya. Uh, her name is so hard to pronounce, so I'm going to say Jay Moore because it's, it's very hard to pronounce. I think it's like Jashaya Moore. Yeah. Jashaya. Right. Right. Very, <clears throat> very sad. Is, is there any way that you guys can, uh, Charlamagne also back here, this, uh, April the 5th of this year, 
My good friend, Sharif Emmett, his daughter was ruled uh, uh, out her house, don't even in your town, in your state, South Carolina, two years, ruled out her house by her girlfriend and her the girlfriend's uh, boyfriend, and they shot and killed, they shot her 11 times and killed her. So, I think I, I heard about that. The, yeah, the police department down there did the same thing. They waited for like a uh, week before they even gave him help. But because Sharif, you know, was adamant about finding his daughter, he went down there, he's a black panther, he went down there with the panthers, and they looked for his daughter. He he, he found his daughter. Wow. So our girls were going missing, and we just, can we just talk about it a little bit more if you guys don't mind? Absolutely. Well, you're talking about it now, because, you know, some, now, sometimes, when, when we, I mean, we can't hear everything. And like I said, I'm from Jersey, and I just heard it this morning. I'm about so, to post her on my Instagram <clears> and, <throat> and everything. appreciate you for um for calling and filling thank, us in. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. All righty now. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? This is Nick. Nick, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, yeah, so, uh, homeboy said, he said, uh, why would you want a car that goes 150 some miles per hour because the boy off the Raiders, you know, uh, speeding or whatever? Yes. Rest in peace to the people anyway, so, you know what I mean? Um, basically, I was saying, like, you know, it's America, right? So why would you want a car to go that fast? Well, why would you want to be limited to that? Same thing with the machine gun, you know? We're supposed to right to their arms, right? What's the so, point? Like, what, what's the point if the speed limit is only 80 miles per hour? Like, you got, you got to tell, you got to give me a reason why you driving on a highway and you have to go 100 plus miles per hour, especially when the speed limit is only 80. Like, tell me why. What's the point? I don't know. Maybe my, maybe, I don't know. There aren't really too many real valid reasons why you'd have to go that fast. But all I'm saying is, why would they limit you to want to go? Like, then why would you want to limit it? Because you, because, because people, because you can kill yourself and you can kill other people. Even if you're not drunk, just going that fast, you could kill somebody. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of agree. And I got a lot of high performance cars that go fast and go, could, could hit probably over 200 miles an hour. I've never. Wanted to go that fast. I never wanted to go close to that fast. But he, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I don't think cars should go 160 miles per hour when the speed limit is only 80. Maybe in Europe, where it is the autobahn, where you can go any however fast you want. But I also believe that in 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 machine guns. I don't think civilians should have machine guns. I don't care if you're going hunting. You don't need to shoot a deer 36 times. You Why know ruin mean? that meat? Yeah, I, I, I that's just my personal and I, and I I believe in the right to bear arms. But having a machine gun for a civilian, I just don't think that makes sense. Yeah. So you called up here to debate something that you don't even really have a clear argument on. No. I was actually, um, I looked it up because they were know. saying in some countries, like the German um, autobahn, autobahn, you can go over that. You can go over 100 miles per hour. And they also said in order for cars to be able to accelerate, you know how they'd be like, oh, it goes from zero to 60 in this many seconds. It also has to have the ability to go that fast for the acceleration. I don't see the point in America. We don't. We don't. 60, though. Because yeah, zero to 60, yeah, I mean, certain cars, I got cars What's the point? 60 and 22, but... I just don't know. I mean, we don't I, have an autobahn. Those cars, but it's just I've never thought about. You know what? I'm gonna go 160 today. I mean, some people do. But. By the way, we don't have an autobahn, and if you're going over 100 miles per hour and you wreck, you're you're guaranteed to die. But and also, so what's the like, point? You know, only difference is they make cars that are different for Europe, that that are different for America, that is different for Toronto, that's different for Japan. Because sometimes you can't even bring those cars over here unless you fix them to you know to meet American standards. So. I, they said I, it'll I limit the um, amount of power it has if you lower mm. um, how fast it's able to go. Mm. The efficiency of the engine. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We could also put limit on their cars. I got a limit on my son's car. My son has the same exact Corvette that the young man drove, and my son can't go nearly that fast. How old is Logan, how old? 17, about so, to be 18. So 17, just because he can do 150. He may say F it one day. He can't. I got a limiter on it. And that's good, on. though. But I'm saying, imagine all the people who You're don't, right. and they just want to hit he the gas. friends, and somebody yeah, gas yeah, man. It's scary. What's yeah. the point? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Dirty Jersey, How up? are you? Get off your chest. Why are you breathing so damn hard? What stairs you just I'm walked not up? I'm doing good at all. I've been calling y'all like ever, and I'm just like, I need to hear this out. Okay. Just, I filed a complaint against my employer. I was a probation officer in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They came after my nephew. What? And they illegally incarcerated him because I filed a complaint because they don't like black people. Whoa. My nephew has mental health issues, and based on an evaluation, he qualified for not guilty by reason of insanity. At the time of the offense, and when he signed his plea, he was, he was not on his medication. So, they still sentenced him to prison because I filed a federal lawsuit against him. If you Google my name right now, you'll see my federal lawsuit. What's your name? L-Y-R-E-S-H-I-A. Last name, B-O-N-D-S. I filed several complaints about how they treat black employees. Black employees are treated like slaves. I filed it with no attorney. They said I was incompetent and suspended me for not answering the email that was sent when I was out of work at FMLA. Damn. They came after my nephew. My nephew was 18 at the time of the crime, in and out of hospitals. Wow. And diagnosed with schizophrenia and everything. And it hurt. I'm about to cry. I'm trying not to I'm cry. I'm sorry. Because you dealing with me, okay? I'm an adult. I can deal with y'all racism. But you coming after my innocent nephew, now he in solitary confinement. Damn. Oh, that mercy. Because they trying to kill him in prison. You got the correction officer saying he in there for rape. What? Yes. I'm trying to, I've been trying to get help with him for the longest. Well, how can people reach you in case there's any attorneys um, who are listening? What um, what state, what city are you in? Jersey, she said. I'm in New Jersey, in Middlesex County. If you go to Bond Consulting, my IG page is his GoFundMe. I need help. Okay, I see you now. Okay, we right, got thank it. thank you, mama. Hello, who's this? This is Mike. Mike, what's up, brother? Not much, brother. What's good, man? Bless Black and Holly Favor. What's happening? Not much. Um, I know you're not supposed to pat yourself on the back too much in this, in this life. You got to be humble, but I just mm-hmm. want to say something about myself during about the holidays. I was thinking, like, I just thank God because I came from, like, a single mother. I came, uh, two other brothers, man, and I raised up doing stupid stuff and everything, and now I look at it. I got a CDL, man. I got I got uh, beautiful kids. I got a beautiful wife. And I'm doing really good for myself. I was a worst kid growing up. And everybody thought I was going to be nothing. But I came out to be like a wise, real good dude. And I got a good job. And I got a good crib. And I'm taking care of my family. And I thank God for that. There you go. That's all. That's your brother. And that, that you should definitely tell yourself that every day. That's not patting yourself on the back. And so, and if you are, so what? Thank God, bro. Thank God for it all. I know, I know, man, and I can't believe it. And and and, and my family, like, oh, they kind of mad that I t- turned out that way. I just thought I was that way growing up because I had my own past. But I'm on the search to learn it, and I am doing great, y'all. I'm telling you. I'm proud of you, King. I'm it's proud of you. Crazy, I'm doing so good, and I, I swear to God. I'm proud of you, King. Absolutely. I am proud of you. On everything. Man. That's Keep dope. doing you, Keep brother. going and growing. Don't stop. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and we are going to talk about the sexiest man alive for 2021. Last year, it was Michael B. Jordan, according to People Magazine. So, we'll tell you who is number one on that list this year. I'll give you a hint. He's in this room. On this sheet of paper. All right. We'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Nas. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, this is a beautiful thing. Nas has a podcast, and he's also going to be hosting with Miss Info. So it is to celebrate 50 years of hip-hop as hip-hop approaches its 50th anniversary. It'll be exclusively on Spotify later this month. And so the bridge positions itself as a hip-hop history lesson in podcast form. Here is the trailer. It's all about the bridge, 50 years of hip-hop podcast. This is our opportunity to go deep and explore how hip-hop went from the microphones, turntables, and sound systems to big business and a worldwide cultural phenomenon. Yep, every week, me and Nas talk to our personal heroes and the creative forces that shaped hip-hop and helped it grow. You ever wonder what hip-hop legends talk about behind closed doors? I think that's going to be dope. It is. They're going to be guests like uh, Ice Cube, Mary J. Blige, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Corday, Nas's brother Jungle. So that's going to debut November 16th, and there'll be new episodes premiering weekly. Shout out to Nas. Shout out to Miss Info. That's going to be dope. Dope. Mm-hmm. And they do, they're doing a doc on Showtime, too, right? Yeah, it's a series on Showtime, too. So um, the way that's working, it's a series of documentaries and uh, also a collection of new EPs from top-tier hip-hop producers like Premier, Swiss Beats, and Hit Boy. To celebrate, celebrate hip-hop's 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Of hip-hop. Showtime don't miss with documentaries, by the way, at all. I was watching mm-hmm. uh, Attica last night on Showtime. Listen, I told you that Teddy uh, Pendergrass one. Teddy Pendergrass, Amazing. the Dick Gregory one, Amy Winehouse, Wu-Tang. Like, Showtime absolutely makes the best documentaries. Drop on the clues bonds for Showtime. And since we're talking movies, let's talk about On the Come Up. That's written by Angie Thomas. Angie Thomas is the same person who wrote The Hate You Give. And you saw that. Remember yes. you kept saying, I saw a thug? Well, this is another book that what? she has. The mo- You kept calling it Thug, The oh, Hate yeah, You yeah, Give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so On the Come Up. So they have announced that there'll be a pretty exciting cast. Sanaa Lathan is directing and co-starring in it. So that's really dope. Method Man Mike Epps is in it as well. I see they also have Lil Yachty uh, set to be in it some way, somehow. So we don't know who's going to be playing who, but I think that's exciting. And I actually did this book on the come up. It's a young adult novel, and I did this for my book club with some of these young girls. And when I tell you the response was amazing to sit there and talk to them and have them relate their real lives to this book. It's such an amazing book, so I can't wait to see uh, on the come up. Yeah, my daughter loves uh Angie Thomas books. She read The Hate You Give, and she saw the movie. And it was another movie. It's another book she has. On the come up. That's the other so I just one? Say, yeah. But, okay. I yeah. thought it was another one other than that, though. Now, she's a young girl who's a rapper. And, uh, yeah, so. No, I'm saying I thought Angie Thomas had other books. Oh, well, I, I know. Was another one. Those are um, two books. that This movie, they already had uh, said they were going to adapt it into a movie like a couple, like maybe three years ago, they were talking about it. Mm. So it's happening. All right. Now, talking about people writing and R. Kelly's cellmate in Brooklyn. A man who was convicted of threatening to kill government officials has a comic book now. The comic book is depicting his life with R. Kelly in jail, the two of them together. Brandon Hunt has submitted the drawings to the Brooklyn Federal Court as part of his former request to have his sentence be time served. And so the comic features him and R. Kelly meeting in a jail cell and follows their day-to-day activities, doing yoga, listening to music, working out, and getting buffed together. And then they become, quote, unlikely friends. So he's hoping to get this uh, comic book put out. All right. And congratulations to Nicki Minaj. Super Bass 
has become RIAA certified diamond. This one was That's released Congrats to her. before the streaming era, she wrote, and she said she is very grateful for her fans. Thank you for over a decade of support. Barb, special thanks to Esther Dean, Kane, Juice, Taylor Swift, Sophia Grace, and Rosie, Ellen, Young Money, Cash Money, and Republic. Okay, drop on the clues bonds for Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. It's a big accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It is. Diamond. Yep. It's a hell of a plaque. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Uh, yes, and we are going to be giving you some updates on what's happening with Ahmaud Arbery's trial. Oh, right. Con- Concrete Rose. Trial. That's the name of it. It was the prequel to The Hate You Give. It came out in January. All right. Yeah. All right, front page news is next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Warner Brother Pictures presents King Richard, based on a true story that will inspire the world. Watch Will Smith's portrayal of Richard Williams, father of two of the greatest sports legends, Venus, Serena, and A Plan for Greatness, in theaters and on HBO Max. King Richard, November 19th, rated PG-13. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with the trial for the three men who are being accused of killing. Well, they did kill Ahmad Arbery. Now, uh, they said that the man who initiated the chase that ended in Ahmad Arbery's death changed his story about why he suspected that Ahmad Arbery was running in his neighborhood and was a criminal, according to two police officers who testified yesterday. Uh, Glynn County Police Officer Jeff Brandeberry told the jury that Greg McMichael, one of the three white men on trial for murder in the case, at first told him that Arbery had been recorded by security cameras breaking in all these houses out here. He later on shifted his story and said that uh, he only went into and targeted a single home, one that was still under construction with no doors or windows. They testified that McMichael told them they had seen two or three videos that showed this guy breaking into or being or wandering around into this house. So Greg McMichael, his adult son, Travis McMichael, and the neighbor, William Roddy Bryan, are charged with murder and other crimes in the death of Arbery. Prosecutors are saying the men had no legal reason to pursue Arbery with guns, as there's no evidence that he committed any crimes. They do have video where he can seen he can be seen wandering through the open frames interior of the house. He doesn't touch anything, and he ran after a neighbor outside called police. Now, this was a house that's under construction. There's no doors, no windows, and there were a lot of people who would go in and wander around the house that was under construction, so it wasn't just him. So. Yeah, I just wonder when you're a lawyer, how do you feel defending something like this? You saw that video. You know damn well you see the same thing the prosecutors see, that they had no reason to bother that man. He had no weapons. They killed that man in cold blood for no damn reason. How do you feel defending that? I'm sure they're racist. Too. And if they really, sure. really believe that something, he did something or he stole, call the police. Who are you? Because you can't defend Like, that. who are you? You think you're going to chase somebody with a shotgun and, and kill him? And, like, they really chased him, cornered him. And I know that has to be really hard for his family to imagine what his last moments were like. I mean, the sad part is they can see what his last moments are like. That's even more traumatizing. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's discuss one of our listeners called in this morning to talk about Josiah Moore, the 14-year-old who has been missing since October 14th. The family is holding a search, held a search party yesterday on the corner of Amherst Street and Central Avenue in East Orange. And there's a, there was also uh, going to be a prayer vigil. That's going to be happening on Friday. So they have since uh, increased the reward of $15,000 after an anonymous local business owner's donation. 
and they are trying to find her. She went to the store. She was last seen around 10 a.m. at Poppy's Deli Store in East Orange. Her mother asked her to go and get some groceries. Mm -hmm. The footage shows her entering the store with an older male who paid for her items. And it does not appear to show them leaving the store together, according to police. She got home to her mom. She had lost the card the family used for groceries, and so she told her daughter to retrace her steps to find it, and that was the last time that she saw her. Hold on, so they, the video camera shows her going in but not coming out? No, It doesn't show them leaving out. together with the guy that paid for the groceries. It's oh, an so, older so, guy okay, okay. who paid for her items. The footage does not show them leaving home. the store together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she went back home and realized she had lost the card, went to go retrace her steps, and that was the last time her mom had seen oh, her. So when they retraced the steps, did she go back to the store? Did they see that, or we don't know? No, they don't know where she went. That was just the last time she's been seen when she went out of the house to go retrace her steps. It bothers me that I live in New Jersey, and I'm just hearing about this story this morning. Yeah, first time I heard about it was this morning. Like, that is something I'd have been involved myself in, and whatever I can do to you know help amplify that story, holler at us. Holler at us, man. I mean, Josiah is five foot five. She weighs about 135 pounds. Mm. And she was last seen wearing khaki pants, a black jacket, and black boots. If you have any information, please call the East Orange Police at 973-266-5041. Lord have mercy. All Sending right. healing energy to that family. Prayers up definitely for that family. Mm. I hope they find, you know, I, I hope they find that young lady alive, safe and sound. Absolutely. That's what I'm hoping for. And that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, Ida Rodriguez will be joining us. Mm-hmm. Comedian. She has a special out right now, so we're going to talk to her when Fighting we come words. back. words. All right. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. <laughs> Ida Rodriguez. What's up? How are you? Ida. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm happy to be here. What's up? How y'all doing? Bless Black and Holly favorite. So your special is out now. Congratulations. Thank Fighting you. Words is on HBO Max. Thanks. And it's not just a special. There's also documentary uh, components to it. Yeah, it's a little trauma porn for the white people who <laughs> want to feel sorry for me. <laughs> they going to watch. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you went to Puerto Rico and you went to the Dominican Republic while you were filming this special. Yeah. And so can you talk about what that experience was like for you? You know, I went to see my father. Um, I hadn't seen my father since I was a baby. Um, and I wanted to document it. I wanted to see what it after it happened because it was in the moment and I, I wanted to see it from outside. But I wanted to normalize that. I wanted people who haven't met their fathers, who meet them later in life to feel like release the shame and the guilt because I used to be ashamed of that. They used to always say, you, you, you illegitimate, you don't know your daddy, you know, all that stuff when I was a kid because um, ghetto kids are cruel. And I was like, um, I want to I just want to normalize it. I want people. This is not just a black and brown thing. There are a lot of white people who don't know their fathers, mm-hmm. whose fathers abandoned them. A lot of people of different cultures. And for some reason, you always think about it like he's Dominican. And they're like, yeah, you know, you're Dominican. Daddy got a lot of kids from a lot of different people. They were right. Right. But <laughs> you not said a stereotype kept, if it's true. Right? You said people kept coming in and he'd be like, that's your sister. Yes, <laughs> facts. And they all look different. Like, I, you know. How uh, many siblings do you have? Uh, that I know of with him, six. But that those are the documented ones. And, and not, you know, maybe he's telling the truth. I mean, but. Um, Is that something you, you always long for? Yeah, I needed to. <laughs> It's so funny because it just answered a lot of questions for me why I have these issues and relationships with men. It came from, all of it came from that very moment. 
And not that everybody has daddy issues, because mm-hmm. we like to say that about women, but I do. Uh, and it, my issues come specifically from not knowing this man and trying to find him in other in relationships with the people that I've been involved with. What was the first thing you wanted to ask? Where you been? Like, and, and <laughs> I did. I said, you know, the first thing I asked him was like, are you going to give me a hug? Because he got really awkward with me. The moment because he don't know you, even though you his daughter. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't know. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know how what you want either. Well, he also knows that my mom is like fire, so he was expecting me to be angry and hateful, and um, you know, I I for, I forgave him a long time ago, long before I ever met him, but um, he also looked really skinny, mm-hmm. you know, he looked a little emaciated, and I was more concerned about him when I met him. And everybody that knows me was so upset with me because they were like, even in that moment, you forgot about yourself and thought about the man who didn't take care of you. Right. So when you asked him, where have you been, what was his reply? He put it all on my mom. Actually, he told me all his baby mamas were whack. He was like, like there's a common denominator here, <laughs> sir. <laughs> he said they all cheated on him. And I was like, I, I, I was like, with all respect, you can't talk about my mother because my mother was there. Also, my mother was 15 and you were 27. Yikes. So Whoa. we let's not talk about that because we I, I was like, what's the statute of limitations? You know, right. and it was a very, very uh, interesting exchange. It is because like, you know, over the years, you do learn to give your parents grace for certain mm-hmm. things just because you realize they were doing the best that they could. But it's like not being there for your child. I, You know, that's just something I can't come to terms with. Me either. You know, and it, when it comes to people of color, black people in this country and, and around the world, and you have these issues that are very common, people get tired of hearing but slavery and white supremacy, but it all comes from that, right? That That's in the DNA of the people, is in the psychology of the people, and it doesn't go away because we're allegedly free. And so people like you and you who have made conscious decisions to be fathers in your you're fighting the stuff that has been put in us, but mm-hmm. some people don't have the tools for that fight. I, you know, I had kids young and I wanted to be, I modeled, I wanted to be an actress, I wanted to be a comedian, but I never put it before them. I always said, if I honor them, God would honor me. That's right. One part I related to, you talk about your daughter on a special mm-hmm. and you said that she told you, I hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember those, like when you grow up and you get to those years where you cannot stand your parents and mm-hmm. you hate them and you were like good I'm glad you said it first <laughs> yeah cause it's funny cause like kid, teen, I talk to teenagers all the time and they're like oh I can't stand my parents I'm like they can't stand you either <laughs> like you we just don't say it we've been socialized not right. to say that to our kids and you know when people talk about having postpartum syndrome they get taken down but the reality is, is you gotta normalize that it's hard being a parent and it's even harder being a good parent like especially now when you battling the internet, you you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's so much materialism. It's all this stuff that's telling your kids there's something wrong with them. The most lauded people in the in the world are superficial and made you know made in the lab. And you got your daughters saying, "Ooh, I want to be like that," and you're like, "No, they don't look like that for real. This their souls are black and they they're hurting on the inside. It's really hard." It and is. You know, I, I I like people who are honest about not liking their kids. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The people, I, I tr- they cut, they didn't want me to say this, but I, I had a joke that said the people who pretend to like their kids are the ones that set them on fire and blame it on black dudes. Oh my so, gosh. So, you know, so, I mean, you're saying there's times that you don't like your kids. You know, 
Right. Of course, okay, I okay. adore it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like it, but there's times where you don't. That's no, a there's human a, emotion, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like in love. Like I adore my kids and love them. I love them more than I love myself. Mm-hmm. But there are days where I'm like, get out of my face, right. yeah. And I, I didn't, you know, I didn't beat on my kids. Like my mom used to beat us. Like we stole something, as they said. I've never, I, I never put my hands on my. Dog. Do you see the differences? That's, by the way, that's one of my favorite threats. Oh yeah, one of my favorite threats. Well, you lucky you didn't grow up in the '90s. Yeah, I always say that. Yeah, everybody, all, all my friends know. They always tease my kids because I always just say oh, no, I should have raised I'm them. In I got to put my hands on my son. Lucky you didn't grow up in the eighties. You got sons though. My son's bigger than me. Right. Oh now. yeah. So I, if I didn't like he, his son, will beat his ass though. Let's yeah. be clear. Well, I mean, if, he I, the, if he had the heart to, like you know, he's still scared of his father. Uh-huh. But if he realizes, I'm stronger than this. Even someplace football. Oh, he knows, he's yeah. diesel. He definitely could throw me around. Well, I, I remember I, I punched, would jump him though. You you would jump him absolutely. You have. I mean, I punched my son in the chest one time. You don't think I would call you and be like, yo, I'm not going to jump your son? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's crazy. That would be great content for the morning show. But... He would definitely what? whip us both out. Wouldn't that oh be crazy? Oh, my God. Do you know they love to hate you? You beat your son? You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't imagine the memes. They'd be like, en- en- envy, and-, and he's a child abuser. And he has Charlamagne with him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they both got beat up. And they both got beat up. <laughs> but, okay. Ida, how was it having your kids with you, too, on this journey? Always great. They deserve every single ounce of any success that I get. And, and they have integrity, right? They're both quality. Um, my daughter is an amazing writer. She's in a, in a really good writer's room for a TV show, a major TV show. My son is a director, who, and he's a great uh, director. And they want to make it on their own. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we're not trying to ride your coattail. And I was like, you guys made the sacrifices in life so that I could do what I want to do. And this is yours. Because I know that they're gonna take it and they're gonna they're gonna multiply it. I'm they're, all about nepotism. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm all about it. Say I'm here today because of nepotism, right? Like because I have a relationship with y'all, mm-hmm. and y'all brought me here before I'd had my own special, and it was I'm here because of, of the relationships that I've made, and I'm not ashamed of that, and I don't think anybody should be. I am on on, on a platform with three black American people and Latin people won't put me on their platforms. I had wow. to text you for Adisa Zemero. Yeah. All right, we got more with Ida Rodriguez. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking with Ida Rodriguez, comedian. Now, do you feel your own community doesn't support you? Some, uh, listen, I am, I am where I am because... Black American people made way for me, created space for me, because I've always claimed my own blackness, and I've always been like, yeah, we do some messed up stuff. Tiffany Haddish put me on Netflix. Shaquille O'Neal put me on Showtime. Uh, Tamara Goins and Valerie Benning, two black women who are the producers, they put me on the Shaq Comedy All-Stars. Wanda Sykes put me on Last Comic Standing. And and not that they put me on it. I earned it, Mm because I worked my behind off to be good at what I do. But... There was it wasn't you know it wasn't HBO Max entre nos the la, the Latin people there that are you know Dominicans and Caribbeans gave me a special and were the first one to headline me but they wouldn't have known who I was had it not been for a Tiffany had it not been for Wanda mm-hmm. or Shaq so I, I'm always going to stand in gratitude Black American people have always made a way for Latin people in this country and um. And I love my people. That's not me hating on my people. That's just me st- stating the truth. Were they, uh, what about Latin women in comedy? Mm. Um, so Latin women in comedy, there's there's no one that's ever broken the ceiling. Um, and 
to talk about people who claim their blackness because Hollywood can be so... Hollywood is so white in every aspect, even in, in the Latinidad spectrum, which is why you hear a lot of the pain from dark, Latinx people from darker hues being very upset about being erased, that they don't even want to call themselves Latinos anymore. Um, so it's just so complicated. So when it comes to women in comedy, there are some women, Sara Contreras, who is Puerto Rican from New York, Shayla Rivera, who was a, a an astronaut, rocket scientist, that paved the way for someone like me who never had the opportunity to go the heights, you know, to get where they should have gotten. That were brilliant, comedic women that made noise, that were Puerto Rican, that have flavor, and then nobody just didn't see it. That's why the special has to do well, because it's going to create a way for other people. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. It can't just be about me. Talk about <laughs> the significance of having a stand-up special. Oh man, it's it's the uh, the culmination of the of all of the work. It is the epitome of the dream of a stand up comedian. It's the Super Bowl for a stand up comic, you know, to have their own special, and it is just all you. And for me, I was involved in every aspect. I wrote my own jokes. I did have help from some other comedians that guided me, that tagged jokes, that said remove this here, do that, but. I was told you're never going to be on Shaq All-Star because that was that was one of my goals. Like I wanted mm. to be like the first Latin woman to do it. They told me I was never going to get a comedy special like this is other comedians, male comics um, that I was never going to get a TV show. I'm never you're never you 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 came in the game too late. And also there just isn't, you know, Latin women just don't have they don't there's that doesn't exist. So I got to create it. How do white people react to you when you have to do stand-up and the rooms are mostly white? Because um, some things that you say, I know people have walked out of your shows before. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And you're very unapologetic and make strong statements. And sometimes it's just, I, I've seen it get a little bit awkward, even mm -hmm. on the special. So mm -hmm. what's that like for you? That makes my soul full. It makes me so happy. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I opened for Paul Mooney Love when, it. I, when I first started doing stand-up. I was his baby, and he, he used to call me his little Marilyn McCoo bitch, and I didn't know what that was. I had to. I was like, "What?" He was like, "You my little Jane Kennedy bitch." Like that's what he used to call me, bitch. I never got offended. Mm -hmm. He used to always tell me, "I better not ever see you look like I'm not gonna say the word. We can't even say this word no more." But he was like, "I better not ever see you look masculine on stage," and um, he used to always tell me, "If they don't get up and walk out when you telling your truth, you're not doing your job." So Paul Mooney had just passed away and I was in Austin doing Moon Tower. I was doing this theater show and about like five or six white people got up and walked out. And I was like, that was Paul Mooney blessing me from the <laughs> other side saying, baby, you on your way. I remember doing a comedy show. And yes, I don't like this white girl, this white girl who's a comedian and she knows who I am. I go on stage and she she's doing she knows who she is. She knows she knows who she is and she knows who I am, too. She does this joke, these comedic uh, runs on the piano of introducing comedians. And my her joke about me was that I had uh, a knife hidden and uh, how many kids I had and how many fathers I had, right? Wow. And so then oh I went on stage God. and I said, there we go. Another talentless white woman who got to where she got because of who knows who she slept with. We all know white women can... I used to have this joke that, that was like, you know, women of color can't do what white women do. White women could sleep with 50 men and marry a senator. We can't do that because we have social consequences in the hood. And she was upset with me because 
she, I, I retaliated. Uh-huh. But that's constant. It's like we have had to listen to people talk about us. We didn't have the mic and they were talking about us. Then Deaf Comedy Jam comes along and now you hear the perspective of the people who you've always heard being framed in the, the that way. So it feels good to be able to say what I want to say. And I respect the white people who stay. More white people stay than leave. And if you look at my shows, they come see me over and over again, just like they used to go see Paul Mooney. And not that I'm comparing myself to the great because that was, that was my king and I adored him. It was, it's just validation for me that some people want to hear the truth and some people like to be punished. Plus they understand, like, you know, that's why I love saying cracker and on the radio and yeah. television because I have this whole concept called decrackification mm-hmm. and how you have to decrackify America mm-hmm. and I compare it to denazification in mm-hmm. Germany and the good white people I make them draw a line in the sand either you're a good white person or a racist bigot crack ass cracker mm-hmm. which one are you and when you break down like just American history and the things that black and brown people have gone through in this country good white people with logic understand Absolutely, it's the crackers that's holding on to the bull yeah, and some people are proud of being called crackers because of the root of what that word comes from. Right. You know, nasty. they really feel mm-hmm. like... So when you think about it, um, listen, I don't do comedy for the people who don't like me. I do comedy for the people who rock with me. And I'm not for everybody, and neither is anybody else. I don't subscribe to what I don't like. I, I, I just <laughs> think that if you don't like it, then, then don't, don't subscribe. Don't, don't so you do stand up, and, and the first time somebody walked out, yeah. What What was your mentality? What did you do? Because I'm sure it was kind of startling at first. Or did you expect it? No, I didn't expect it. I got it made me. There's this feeling comedians will describe when when you either gonna bomb or something starts going awry. Mm-hmm. You start feeling hot on the inside, <laughs> and it's like nerves. And I felt like, uh, oh, this is gonna be bad. A couple. So you said a joke. A couple got up and started walking out. So oh. now you gotta be nervous. Like, damn, is this gonna start where everybody gets up and walk yes. out? Yes. And then, um. You know, it happened to me. It was in Texas. And this couple who was, uh, everybody was having a good time. And this couple was sitting in the front, as a white couple. And the, the man, I was like, can y'all stop talking? And he said, can you start being funny? And then I was wow, like. That's started. And then I was like, I went in. And then the audience <laughs> turned on them. And everybody, they threw them out. I never worked that club again. Well, because, that's not really walking out. They got thrown out. No, no. But they. But he was like, before they got thrown out, he got up and he was like, you know what? I don't need to be here. I pay money for funny and I'm not getting funny. And then I just, I don't remember what I was saying to him, but then the audience just started turning on him. And boom, um, when they started walking out, I was like, this is, it felt like a anchor man when they per- the perfume and everybody just started running amok I was like this is gonna be bad when I was in Austin I remember that moment full circle where people walked out and I didn't even I didn't even dignify their exit by acknowledging it and that hurt more because the audience was roaring and I was like oh focus on this Word. let them walk alright we got more with Ida Rodriguez when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ida Rodriguez. Yee. I was thinking that watching your special, real life observations can be so funny, right? Mm-hmm. Even then trying to like create a joke. Like you talk about, um, you know, everybody being anti-abortion. Oh, and my family. Yeah, when I was talking about my family. Yes. Yeah, I was. I, I said that joke here before mm-hmm. when I came and I finally was able to put it on stage for the special because... You know, there's this big divide between Latinx people, Latinos, Latine, and Black American people as if 
you know, there, there, we tell the lies. There's a lot of white supremacy within our community. And I have family members who felt like me having a baby from a black dude was taking the race back. And so they were religious. They were the religious. Like, my mom don't believe in nothing. And she got the best soul on the planet. And then the most religious people in my family are the worst. And right. so I was, I, I told the truth. I was like, they were, they did, they were Christian and they were anti-abortion until I got pregnant from a black dude. And then they became pro-abortion <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> they were like, he'll forgive you. And I was like, you know, this is interesting to me. I took that with me. I know we talk about it. I, t- I think we talked about it before. And we t- everybody always talks about it. Why? What's the problem with black men and Latino women? It just seems like Dominicans, Puerto Ricans don't want black men in their house. Like, why? I think that it is uh, internalized self-hate, I think, is racism. There is the belief that if you marry somebody white or you mate with somebody white, have children with something white, this is what they we've been told, mm-hmm. you're taking the race forward because everybody is is aspiring to be white. Not everybody, but that's what the, the aspiration is. We got to get to the whiteness. Everybody's scared of black men and everybody loves black men. Everywhere I go in the world, people got children with black men because black men are the men that are a commodity worldwide. Everybody. You don't ever hear people be like, "Ooh, I'm going to give me a dude from Thailand. Like, those, you don't even hear nobody saying that, right? Although my dad is Chinese, which is very odd for people. They're like, your father's Chinese? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? No, it, but you know, like, it's it's just, it's so ridiculous to to not admit the 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 elephant in the room Black men, whether they're even Latino, like especially remember the you know y'all the y'all be talking about in the light skin dark skin wars that brown crazy, people bag test crazy craziness, mm-hmm. but secretly those white women want, wanted the the dark skin black man in their beds, you know, like look what they had to deal with. Like, I I do love how Latinos have uh, politically been able to leverage that though, because you just don't know how they're going to vote. Like you got the ones that think they're white in Florida, they might go conservative ones mm-hmm. in Texas might think they white they go conservative Cali mm-hmm. uh, New York they go blue so you know I like the way y'all be able to leverage it politically how do you feel about the reception from the special now that it's out I know it was a long journey to get everything done mm-hmm. and you also managed to get this done during a pandemic yeah that was it was hard I feel good about the I've had so many messages from people saying I also met my father you know one thing that I admire because there was a lot of pushback for me using the word Latino or Latinx. People saying we're not we're not identifying as that anymore. We're identifying as Afro Puerto Rican, which I think is beautiful, or Afro Dominican. We don't even want to say Latino. I have a very different take on it, and this is my opinion. And if you disagree with it, eat a. D-. One thing I respect about Black American people and what they're doing right now in America is claiming their Americanness, because for some reason there's been a long time of b- Black American people attribute this African-American label where they were not claiming their Americanness when they built this country. And just like slaves built this country, slaves built Puerto Rico, they built Panama, they built Cuba. And so I'm not not going to claim being from my Latin Americanness because my ancestors built that bitch too. Right. And so... Mm-hmm. I know I came here to be funny or supposedly, but this is like, this that's is what the my, side of you I love. This is the comedy that lives in me. And that's what mm-hmm. the stuff I want to talk about is that I'm not going to cl- not claim, you know, Puerto Rico, regardless of what it called, the colonizer called it, because my ancestors built that bitch too. 
And so I just think that it's important for us to be able to have perspective about the work that was done before us and stop disrespecting our ancestors' work because we see it as weak as stuff that we would never be able to handle because we can't even handle when somebody tweets us something and tells us to die. Oh, I hate when people say, um, when we, I'm not my granddaddy. Or we are not our ancestors or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you sure ain't. No, Because you couldn't that. even endure what they endured. Listen, and, <laughs> and for the most part, I've gotten nothing but, you know, I've gotten so much love for the special. <laughs> and um, so many people have showed up for me. And I know I know somebody was trying to get me canceled online. They were? I yeah, it was on, it was. She said that I said, I w- she was like, this is the chick that said that um, Puerto, Rican, Puerto Rico is better than black people because Puerto Ricans have their own country. And I'm like... I don't know if I've ever said anything like that. I don't know what I said back in the day, but I've, I know I've never said anything like that because that just is not root, what I would say. Um, I do do acknowledge that Latin American people do have cultural reality. They have a lot of cultural ties to Africa and their indigenous ties. A lot of stuff was maintained and preserved through folklore and other things that American black people do don't have have not had starting to embrace of, more now. That and that, but because they were, it was stolen and taken from them, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because they're not savvy like Puerto Ricans are. It's just the reality of what was preserved. My grandmother would would take care of me with leaves. You know, she wouldn't be like, go get an antibiotic. She was like, no, I can't say un té. Like, that was stuff that was, because she was illiterate. It was given to her by grandmother and great-grandmother. And that's something that I don't think is better. I'm just saying it is real. And that's why we have to respect black American people and their and their journey here because it's very different than ours. What about the J Balvin controversy? Can you shed some light on that? Because I saw they were upset at him. For having two black women on um, leashes, that was, and then they, and then they also went in on the girl, the the artist that's Dominican, and you know, I think what Jay Balvin did was egregious, right? I think that was that was ridiculous, dehumanizing the dehumanizing of black women's bodies. It it, it needs to stop. It's yeah, been it's been happening forever, and it needs to stop. Jay Balvin needs an education. Jay Balvin needs to be able to because Jay Balvin does go out and get other artists and uses his privilege to say, "Hey, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna bring this person aboard. I know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get creamed for this, but I'm a big proponent of addressing the systems and 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 yes, we can take down individuals for them doing egregious stuff, but we focus so much on people and their acts. And we because it's easier to take those down because don't nobody want that smoke with Warner Media. They don't want that smoke with AT and T. That's right. It's easier to take somebody That's down right. who looks like you, sounds like you. Mm-hmm. I think what he did was awful, but I think we need to start focusing on the systems That's that right. perpetuate this stuff and make a lot of money on our pain and oppression. And stop trying to take other people down because we jealous because we want they spot. In the Heights, yeah, had a similar issue. Well, you know, in the Heights is I understood what what was going on. I I just believe that there's a way to handle this situation that creates more for us. You know, and that for me is like I'm trying to create I'm trying to create equity. I'm trying to create an opportunity where a dark skinned black Latina can get an opportunity to make her own show and become her own showrunner. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna Easter raid this. Damn you right. know? Because the reality of it is there's a lot of these motherfuckers 
who are on social media trying to burn down, they are just ex- exercising their pain. Mm-hmm. They, it has nothing to do with activism. Uh, that's what was the special about. Let Tiffany made sure I got paid. You know what she said? You're going to get paid like a white man when I did They Ready. <laughs> that was her thing. She took a pay cut. She was like, all y'all going to get paid like a white male comedian. And we did. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yeah. I appreciate I it. gave a sermon this I morning. Gave a sermon oh, this I'm tired of this. But congratulations for real on everything. Absolutely. I saw how hard you worked on getting this to come out, and it is yeah. such an accomplishment. So I do want to say that we are so happy, so proud of you, so glad that you've been here now multiple times to be able to even share this space and be able to be on this journey with you. We appreciate Well, I appreciate you. you guys showing up for me and always showing me love. And like I say, always about black and brown people. I love us and I won't stop. So All give right. it your best shot, boo. All right, Ida Rodriguez. It's hey. the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. The Houston Police Department and the FBI are conducting a criminal investigation into the trampling deaths that occurred at the Astroworld Music Festival. Now, according to uh, reports, they're saying they want to know if this could have been prevented in any way, but it's also entirely possible that it was not preventable for whatever reason, and that's something they have to know as well. Mm. So far, at least 14 lawsuits have been filed against Travis Scott and festival organizers, Live Nation, and Scoremore in Harris County District Court. The lawsuits accuse the organizers of prioritizing profit at the expense of concertgoers' health and safety and accused Travis Scott and Drake also of inciting mayhem. That's in, that, you know, in my mind, I would think, of course, it could be preventable, but I would love to know how it couldn't have been prevented. Is there a scenario where it's just too many people to contain? Well, there was a lot of scenarios. I heard them break it down. One, they were trying to close some of the roads around so a lot of the people that didn't have tickets couldn't come. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people hopped the fence. There was a, a a couple of things that they tried to get the city to do and tried to get the, the police department to do, allegedly. And some of that stuff didn't they couldn't get done. So, I mean, that might have. Well, it's complicated, they said, because it's a lot of people involved in a lot of different entities as well. So they said there's a lot of videos that they're going to have to look at. But, you know, it's Harris County that owns the park, NRG Park, where the festival was held. Mm-hmm. But then there's also Harris County Sports and Convention Corporation. They oversee the event. The city of Houston issued the permits and had first responder authority, and then there were third parties like Live Nation, obviously Travis Scott because he founded the festival, and private contractors who provided medical and security could possibly be liable if investigators conclude that their actions or that their negligence contributed to the injuries and deaths. But, you know, with the promoters, you know, they have meetings upon meetings upon meetings. They have to have... uh all types of security measures, uh, ambulance and, and, and health measures. Then they do a, a, a pandemic type of measure. Then they do a weather measure. There's like this mad meetings going on to the, these events. Now, authorities did discover that protocols for a crowd surge were not listed in the World Festival's event operations plan. And the Houston Fire Chief Samuel Pena said that he believes... Absolutely, that Scott should have stopped the show as the chaos became increasingly evident. He said the one person who can really call for and get a tactical pause when something goes wrong is the performer. Yeah, but how is the performer responsible? The police department. The police can have they they can pull the show. They can stop the show. But not only that that, might really cause a frenzy. What about the the police come on stage and stop the show? No, no, no. they could talk to the sound man and stop the show. Pull a plug and and pull that. They they can do. They can stop the show. Imagine that, like the police are making us stop the show. I just just wonder if if people they've done it before. I wonder if these people saying that have ever stood on. On the stage and looked out at a crowd of 50,000 no. people. 
Now the venue. How, you be, how can you see no. everything that's going does on? Does have an insurance policy no. totaling twenty six million dollars, but that's nowhere near what the injured and families of the dead are going to be seeking. They're saying there's certainly possible. Um, it's, they certainly have coverage when it comes to Live Nation. When it comes to Travis Scott, we don't know what type of insurance coverage there is, but we do know the venue's liability insurance is twenty six million. I wonder how this changes things uh, moving forward in regard to festivals, because I mean events like this have happened at festivals before, and I'm sure that every time something like this happens, things change. So I wonder how this is going to change, you know, this era of festivals moving forward. Now, we told you that day in Vegas that Travis Scott dropped out of that festival. He was headlining. But because of all of this, he just can't focus on that right now. So Post Malone has been added to close out and -hmm. and headline instead. All right. Now, Tiana Taylor was doing her show in L.A. And I see a lot of performers doing this now. And so she actually stopped the show because she saw there was a fan who was slumped up against the barrier. Here's what that sounded like. She okay? Bring her up here. Bring her up here. Bring her up here. Uh-uh. Come on. Come on. No, 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 no. I'm about to retire. You ain't going to see me, baby. Come on over there. Come on. You good? Say rose petal. Okay, baby. You good. You good. Yes, I have seen a few performers uh, doing this, but they're not in front of 50,000 people. And it's much easier to do that when you're performing in front of a, a smaller crowd and not 50,000 people. And they're doing it after Astro World event. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's more sensitive to people's... Mm-hmm. Well, again, our condolences mm-hmm. go out to all the families and my heart goes out to them because imagine just, you know, going to a concert and then... You don't 100%. come home or your family member doesn't come home. That nine-year-old who's in a coma right now. It's tragic it's all across tragic. the board. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's talk about people's 2021 sexiest man alive. Stephen Colbert <clears throat> announced <clears throat> who is number one. That was the last test. And you passed, Paul. You passed. You're sexy. I'm Paul, you're the sexiest man alive. I'm the sexiest man alive? You're the sexiest man alive. I'm the sexiest man alive. So that's Paul Rudd, who is the sexiest man alive. I want to recount. Congratulations to him. Dropping the clues bombs for Ant-Man. Congrats to Ant-Man, okay? Who wants Thor, Captain America, or the Black Panther? The sexiest Avenger alive is Mm Ant-Man. I want to recount. Question, who votes on these things? Who's on the Sexiest Man Alive committee? Who's on the board? I don't know. I don't know who this Paul Rudd guy is. But you don't know I who Paul recap. Rudd is? I do. I do. Oh, but, but who's, on, who's on the board for Sexiest Man Alive? I don't know, but past people this? who, well, I told you last year, was Michael B. Jordan. It just Elba has gotten it. Ryan Reynolds. So I just want to know how they come to these conclusions about who's the Sexiest Man Alive. Is it just strictly physical? I think, I, I think it's us? more than that. I don't know. I think it's more than that. So I think that they need to stop objectifying these men. And they just start they start looking at these men's intellect and the things that they do for the community, okay, and their philanthropy and things of that nature. Don't just objectify these men. You sound like a hater. Why do I sound like a hater? I because know. I don't like, want men to be objectified. What about when alive. women say they don't want women to just be objectified? Isn't that what the Miss USA pageants and everybody it, is complaining about now? I think it's, I think it's more exactly. But see, when a man, does I think it, they like his sense of humor as well. I'm a a hater. lot of that too. You know? Great. I just want more things than just the physical. I'm a funny guy. To be looked into when it comes to these uh, sexiest man alive things. Stop objectifying these men for their physical appearance. Yeah, I want to recount. John Legend won previously. Dwayne Johnson, David Beckham, and all of that. Rashawn Casey. Nope. All right. And um, he, he did say that his wife, Paul Rudd, did say his wife was stupefied after he told her the news. And he feels there's a lot more people that deserve it uh, before him. All right. And I that mean. is your rumor report. Damn it. Should have been me. Mm-hmm. See, look at you looking at me. You, you agree? No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm looking at you because you look stupefied. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's what I'm thinking. The same thing Paul Rudd's wife is thinking. This stupefied individual over here. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? That beard is glowing this morning, too. That's why you got that hoodie on, because that dye ain't settled. Nah, ain't no dye, boy. It's just like, like, ooh, I look fly today. I got yeah, my fresh yeah, haircut. Look at that. That fresh Beijing. Mm, we like it. <laughs> don't think we don't, don't notice. Know, I don't know Beijing Don't is. think we don't notice. You had a, for you Beijing, had to, Go back to one of these videos earlier this week. You Yo. had some grades, a lot of grades. Now, all of a sudden, you black. Shout to my brother, Rick Ross. Boy, you better Stop. Shout to Kevin Hart. Shout to all my brothers You guys, we gotta go. The Beijing gang. Drop one of the clues bombs for the Beijing brigade. That's all you named just now. Okay? That's all you named. Shout to my brothers out there. Now, Alika Unga Salifa. I think that's his name. That's definitely not the name. It's not, but he needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him this morning. What's the name again? I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here talking about my friends at The General Insurance. They offer flexible payment plans and the ability to choose your payment date. Plus, they let you choose how you pay, whether that's with cash, card, or check. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to learn more today. Some restrictions apply. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yeah, donkey of the day for Thursday, November 10th goes to a bountiful Utah man named Alika Unga Sulifu. Is that how you pronounce his name? Let me hear it. Alika Suliafu. Okay, there you go. Alika Suliafu. And I don't mean bountiful, as in he's a generous person. I mean, that's the name of the town. That's the name of the town in Utah. What the hell they do live? What the hell they doing living in Utah with a name like that? Say his name again. Alika Suliafu. Now I don't know the race of this man, but I know Utah is ninety point six percent white. All right, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but Alika Sulafu doesn't sound Caucasian to me. Now one point five percent of the population in Utah is black or African American. Others make up five point oh four percent of the population. I'm so confused. I thought black was African American. Do they mean like you can call them black or African American? And what exactly is others? Does it matter? Okay, what matters is Alika found himself in a situation. See, he is being held without bond on suspected charges of felony attempted murder and felony discharge of a firearm. What was the reason Alika let the hammer blam, blam? Let's go to KSTU Fox 13 for the report, please. A bountiful man is accused of shooting his father or shooting at his father over chicken wings. Charging documents indicate the victim brought back wings for his son, 31-year-old Alika Suliafu, last week. When Suliafu saw the wings were not the specific type he liked, police say he started to argue and then got a gun out of his father's bag. Police say he fired a shot, but his father ducked just in time, and then Suliafu continued to fire as they wrestled over the gun. One bullet flew into a neighboring apartment, but none of the shots hit anyone. Suliafu is now charged with attempted murder. Believe you me. Believe you me when I tell you that a good piece of chicken can make anybody believe in the existence of God. I always say I don't understand how you could be vegan, because if you've ever bitten a piece of chicken, it's just worth it. All right, but I don't care if these wings are fried, grilled, smoked, baked. I don't care what kind of rub is on it. I don't care how it's glazed. I don't care if they are drums or flats. I don't give a damn if they ranch flavored, sweet barbecue, Parmesan, garlic, teriyaki, honey, barbecue, buffalo. I don't give a damn 
if the chicken wings are organic or GMO. I'm not throwing away my life for no damn chicken wings. And why would you shoot at your father because he bought home the wrong order? You trifling human. Probably wasn't even his fault. It was probably the restaurants. I also want to know how bad can you ruin a chicken wing order? Myself? I prefer grilled chicken for dietary purposes. And I love honey barbecue, teriyaki, plain barbecue, and buffalo. But if I order one of those, and let's just say instead of teriyaki, they bring me honey barbecue, all right? Uh, or if I ask for grilled and they come fried, I'm not going to waste the food. I'm not going to trip, especially trip enough to let the hammer fly, all right? You love chicken wings that much? Well, guess what? Ain't no chicken wings in jail. Not that I know of, all right? If some white sauce ends up on you in, the, in prison, I can guarantee it ain't blue cheese. But I have to feel empathy for this human Alika because something's wrong, all right? You're not shooting at someone over some chicken. There's clearly something deeper there, all right? That man is projecting a pain that a 10-piece lemon pepper can't fix. But you still have to give people the credit they deserve for being stupid regardless of what cause said stupid. Do you understand that if we lived in a world where people could just shoot at you because you got their chicken order wrong, Kentucky Fried Chicken would absolutely be the most dangerous place in America. Bullets would be popping off like chicken grease in KFC if you could shoot at folks for getting their order wrong. And how are you from Bountiful, Utah, doing things like this? Do you know what the word bountiful means? It means to give generously. That's what it feels like your father was doing, giving generously. All you gave your father in this situation was grief. I am sensitive to any mental or emotional issues this man Alika may have been having, but we all must be held to the consequences of our actions. And in this case, uh, the price Alika had to pay is probably worth it. Please give Alika, what's his name? Alika Suliafu. Please give Alika Suliafu the biggest hee-haw. Mm, I love me some chicken, but not this much. Mm. No. No. All right. No. What? No. What? No. What? Just no. All right. Just no. Ask E is next. We're not next. playing the game of guess what race it is. Just a question. Or what? Okay. I was confused. So if it's not blue cheese, what's the other white sauce? Ranch. Oh, ranch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ask E is next. 800-585-1055. You thought that I, me, Lenard McKelvey, Charlemagne the God, Uncle Charlotte, Brother Lenard, you thought I was going to fall for that. Ask you is next. Come on now. 585-105. You know you relationship advice. I know you better than that. That's why I was waiting. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on, relationship advice need personal advice just need real advice call up now for ask ye keep the bread morning everybody it's dj envy angela ye charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club it's time for ask ye hello who's this yeah man it's d color for hot atlanta and shout out to earth because this is part two of my confession the first time you called you called ask ye because you had cheated on your wife right with a uh shout out for instagram Okay, with somebody from Instagram. And so what happened after that? We spoke on Ask Ye. And you gave me some advice on how to take my time and get her the time and space that she needed. Mm-hmm. Then she finally came around and said, we, okay, we've been together for a minute. We could probably do this, just don't do that no more. Right, okay. So, so I deleted my Instagram account. Okay, that's a good first step. And my Facebook, too. All right, so you mean business. You're not going to cheat on your wife anymore. Right. So now what? 
the girl called me and said she's pregnant. Okay, so the girl that you cheated on your wife with who you met on Instagram is now pregnant. Right. Are you positive that she's pregnant or do you think she's saying that because you deleted everything? Uh, she could be uh, putting my leg. I say, uh, go get a pregnancy test and she didn't stall on going to get it. And I say, let me see it for myself. She ain't no, she ain't no pictures, so it could be picture pit. All right, I'm going to tell you what my advice is in this situation is it's very... I think um, stressful when you know that this woman could at any point try to contact your wife because if she's doing this, either she is pregnant or she isn't. But either way, this is going to be something that potentially could come up, right? She wants you to think right. that whether or not she's pregnant and she's probably going to contact your wife. That's what it feels like. And when you have something like that weighing on you, not knowing when it's going to happen, your wife would much rather hear this from you than from some woman. Okay. So... Sir, you done made your bed that you have to lie in, but you cannot lie to your wife. And you have to let her know what's going on. Because one of two things could happen. Well, one of three things. Either she's going to ride or die with you, and it'll be you and her. And, you know, if this woman is pregnant and does have a child, you do have a responsibility that you are obligated to take care of because of whatever transpired between the two of you. Or if she's not pregnant for real, or if it's not your kid and she is pregnant, then that's somebody that you can cut off permanently. But either way, there's a chance that your wife is going to find out. Yes, I need to go ahead and tell her. And that's a hard conversation to have, but you have to let her know, look, moving forward, I am always going to be honest with you and let you know everything that's going on in my life. And so here's the scenario. Man, I'm just so nervous to tell uh, we gained so much, but I feel like I'm about to lose it all. And, you are. And, you know, you could. But, listen, we've seen people stay together even after the, the side piece has a baby, had a baby. We've seen it happen. So I'm not saying it can't happen. You know, it, it, like you said, it's 50-50. We don't know. But I do know this. If she hears about it from that other woman or if you have to tell her after the baby's here, that ain't going to be good either. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and let her know the date there. Right. All right. So what if she hears it on the Breakfast Club before you get to tell her? Damn. Have you thought about that? That wasn't smart. <laughs> huh? That's gonna be else. I don't think she listens to the radio on her job, but if she do that, I'm pretty up. Breakfast Club got millions and millions of listeners, bro. Somebody knows your voice. What's your name again? Don't tell her. My name is D. What is it? D. And where oh, you calling from, D? Hotlanta. Uh, so, Hotlanta, Georgia. Social security number and license plate, please. I ain't doing all <laughs> You didn't did too much. You might, yes, as, well. You might as well. You got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> all right. All, all right. right take care in hot Atlanta. Okay. All right, man. Goodness gracious. Well, look all at the right. bright side. He's in Atlanta. He can get a boyfriend after this. <laughs> Yo, shut up, man. You're on a roll this morning. All right. Ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Mia. Hey. Good morning. What's your question for Yee? Um, I'm basically have been in a relationship for the past five years, going on six years. Mm-hmm. And she has been constantly cheating on me. Um, she's only admitted one of them only because the girl basically sent me all the text messages between them 
Okay. That she was in a relationship with her for almost a year, and I didn't even know it. So you've been in a relationship, but your girlfriend hasn't? Basically. Okay, so what's the what's the question here? Um, I honestly don't know what to do because we do have a daughter together, and I've been trying to hang in um, because of my daughter and because I know she can be a good person. Um, she does a lot, and like recently we found out that my daughter's epileptic and I lost my job, and her income right now is the only income that's coming in the house. Listen, you said she's a good person, right? Yes. But she's not a good girlfriend. No. <laughs> I can say that. And do you believe that she'll still take care of, of your child, your child together? Um, I don't, honestly, I don't know because it's like one minute she wants to be there, one minute she doesn't want to be there. But then she tells me, like, she's gotten gifts from this girl that's like five, $600. And she's basically told me that that's the only reason why she was talking to her is because she was buying her things. things that okay, now what kind of morals does this woman have if she's going to cheat on you for somebody that's buying her gifts? Is that somebody you even want to be with? Honestly, I don't. I just don't know how to let go. I don't know how to move on. Right. I just, first of all, you have to think about your daughter. Do you want your daughter to see this relationship and think this is what it's like? Because I'm sure some of those things spill over into the household. Yes, it does. You're raising a you're you're raising a young girl, right? Is this right. an example of a positive relationship that you want her to see? No. Are you happy? Honestly, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Like I try to make myself happy so that she's around, but honestly, no. Okay, well, I want you to be able to find happiness, and you're not going to find happiness by trying to make yourself happy and letting somebody do whatever it is that they want to do, and you still stay there and be with them. She's cheated on you multiple times. She had a whole relationship. Her justification was that she was getting presents. She won't even admit yeah. things to you except for the fact that you saw all the text messages, so it was undeniable. She has a problem. Yeah. You don't have a problem. She has a problem. Yeah, and she says, she also said, too, when, the, when she, I found out about this girl that she was cheating on, she also said that it's because I have an attitude problem. Of course you do. <laughs> I have an and attitude problem for you right now. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing I told her, like, you don't realize, like, sometimes I have deja vu. Like, she would say things to this girl that she says to me, like, because she worked a lot, so she would wake up in the morning and text her good morning baby and then two seconds later would text me the same thing I just feel like do you want to be in a relationship with somebody where you have to go through their text messages to find out what they're really doing then you find those things out and you stay and then they keep doing those things and then they try to blame you yeah she has to get some serious help for herself but for you I don't want to see you in that situation you're a strong woman you have a daughter who looks up to you you will find another job or a way to support yourself but what I don't want to see is you being miserable. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call Yee. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's congratulate Summer Walker. We'll tell you what she has earned. Um, and we'll also tell you what she has to say about her baby daddy, London on the track, claiming that he contributed to her album. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club.
Will Smith was on Good Morning America because, as you know, his memoir, Will, is out right now. And one of the things that he said is that they don't have a conventional relationship, but they're working. Listen to this. Why are everybody so fascinated with what's going on with you and Jada? We are pursuing the kind of love that everybody dreams about. And we just know that the road don't look like everybody think it's supposed to look. But, uh, you know, don't try this at home, children. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't give relationship advice necessarily. I don't feel like I'm uh, necessarily uh, equipped yet to give relationship advice. Dropping the clues bombs for the Willie Llama. Okay, I cannot wait to read Will's book. That's my Saturday and Sunday me, t- me time reading Will. Mm-hmm. All right, Will Smith also gave his co-stars bonuses for when King Richard, uh, well, King Richard, right, from that movie, and that's going to be coming out, I think, next Friday. Uh, so what he did was it's a simultaneous HBO Max and theatrical release. So that means people aren't going to get paid what they would get paid if it was just in the theaters. And so basically he personally gave everybody some money. Hey, Will Smith give, it gives great thoughtful gifts. He, he sent me a box yesterday mm-hmm. for his... Uh, Will book. That was absolutely positively one of the greatest presentations I've ever seen in my life and by far the greatest presentation for a book mm. ever. It's incredible. All right. Now, Summer Walker has earned the biggest 24-hour debut of a female artist of all time on Apple Music with her album still over it. So congratulations to her. Of all time? Yes. In the wow. initial 24-hour oh, period. Wow. Well, that's on Apple Music. So you got to think it's not like Apple Music was around way back in the day. Or but I would think like Taylor Swift or... Taylor, that wasn't around for Taylor? Well, I mean, for 24 hours, it quickly shot to number one. It's wow. her debut album, too, though. I said debut album. Oh, mm. okay. Well, congrats to Summer Walker. Absolutely. Dropping the clues, Mom, for Summer Walker. Hours. Well, 24-hour debut by a female artist. Yeah, so that's a big deal. It's mm-hmm. on the, um, it was number one on the all-genre chart, and all of its, uh, still over its 20 tracks, currently occupy the top 22 positions on the chart. Yikes. Good for her, though. I love that album. So uh, they said her Spotify streams are also highlighted by a career best debut of No Love that racked up to 760,000 streams in only 10 hours. So congratulations. Yes. All right. Now, Summer Walker also had some things to say about London on the track because, you know, his name is all over that album. And uh, somebody had posted that, you know, he got paid off of his own diss album and he posted Fair Exchange. And she wanted people to know that that is absolutely not true. She said he didn't write Ish and he didn't produce Ish either. He just handpicked the people he wanted to do all the work and attached his name to it while he was out. I don't know if I could say this, but let's just say having sex with other women while I was pregnant. And she said that he might have contributed to Still Over It. It was a sprinkle, a wind chime effect on a song that was already done. The last album, he actually did the work and it was a great project. He's super talented. But for this album, no, sir. But I guess the City Boys is up. Taking credit for issue ain't due and not actually having to take care of the kids you made. Woo. Mm. All right. Well, you know, all of that uh, passion went into making a great album. So congratulations to Summer Walker on this album, Breaking Records. All right. Now, Aaron Rodgers has been fined by the Green Bay Packers and also receiver Alan Lazard after a review found the team and its two players did not follow protocol for COVID. The Packers were fined $300,000 and they were individually fined $14,650 each. That doesn't seem like a lot at all. Not even a little bit, Mm-mm. and 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 he don't seem like he's getting tortured in the media the way that, you know, he he would, 
be. Now, both of them attended a Halloween party despite being unvaccinated. So that is a violation of protocol as well. If you guys recall, Aaron Rodgers was uh, very dodgy about whether or not he was vaccinated. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. You know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. It's, It's an interesting issue. So he tried to play with words a little, and he did uh, afterward. This was him taking responsibility. You know, I made some comments that that people might have uh, felt were misleading. You know, to anybody who felt misled by those comments, I take full responsibility for those comments. Mm-hmm. Oh, you no, remember after Kyrie, misleading. you remember after Kyrie Irving got on Instagram Live and was explaining himself, he got crucified again mm-hmm. in the media, and then he, uh, Aaron Rodgers goes and does this interview and says things like, you know, he's getting his medical advice from. Joe Rogan? Yeah, media sources. It's like, come on, man. It's like, where's the crucifixion? It's crazy. All right. And this low fine, is he going to miss any games? Apparently not. He just paid $14,000, which is nothing to him. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Shout to Revolt. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Warner Brother Pictures presents King Richard, based on a true story that will inspire the world. Watch Will Smith's portrayal of Richard Williams, father of two of the greatest sports legends, Venus, Serena, and A Plan for Greatness, in theaters and on HBO Max. King Richard, November 19th, rated PG-13. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to Aida, Aida Rodriguez for joining us this morning. Big Aida. Mm-hmm. Yes, her uh, special fighting words is on HBO Max right now, man. Aida is really, really, really dope. So salute to Aida Rodriguez. Absolutely. And shout out to all the Latino artists that uh, are giving me their car for the car show. They came out to support their Dominican brother. That's what's up, man. If they didn't show up for you in Florida, I'd have been upset. Prince of Royce, uh, Faruco, uh, Nikki Jam, uh, Unwell, uh, thank you. And then shout out to my brother Nori, 50, Dwayne Wade, Khaled, Yo Gotti, Flo Rida, Trina, and a host of others that's going to be giving me their cars. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you guys in Miami on 12. I can't wait to see that Latino picture with you and all the Dominican uh, people that, and Spanish, Latino people that gave you their cars. What should I wear? Huh? What should I wear? White jeans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Puerto Rican flag. No, you Dominican. The Dominican I hate flag. You, man. I hate you. All right, man. When we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. Listen, every single thing you do matters. You have been created as a one of a kind. You have been created in order to make a difference. You have within you the power to change the world. Don't forget that. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 